I mean, this is a sport that's on the precipice of irrelevance. The games are taking over three and a half hours. Playoff games are taking over four hours. Game's too long, too slow, who cares? This is a situation where baseball's in trouble to begin with. The MLB is officially dead. Baseball is dead. Rest in peace. It's a uh, it's Thursday, right? Today's Thursday? It's a, thir- it's a beautiful Thursday. Yeah. It's a glorious Thursday. I don't know. Actually, you know what? I don't know if it's beautiful or not for Joey. I don't know Why that not? I want to lead. Like, this isn't like the lead story, like the Ronald Acuna Jr. injury, but like, I just kind of want to get in the mind of a Braves fan. Like, wow. Ronald Acuna Jr. being injured kind of like led to a championship. So would you like, is this a good sign for the Braves or is this Great. a bad thing for the Braves? Where are you at on that? <laughs> Great thing for the Braves that Ronald Acuna, our best player, is out. I would say that's positive. <laughs> yeah, right I, I, I just, how can you defend it not being a sign of things to come? Yeah. Seriously, the last time, like, first of all, that's I how Snit's even... firing up the boys. I, yeah. Like, what yeah. what is hurt and how bad is the injury? Can we start there? He's day to day hamstring grade one strain. So yeah. it's oh, not just bad. a little grade one Johnny. So it's going to be okay. All right, yeah, he's fine. I think it's the quad, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Quad. Yeah, he's getting a little quad piece. <laughs> uh, he's uh he's injured every day. But you know, I don't know what why does he. I don't know if he doesn't stretch or is it the knee. You ever see a lion stretch before chasing down a fucking puma or before chasing down a gazelle? Do they? That's a good one. No, right? I'm saying you ever seen it? I'm, I've, I've never seen I've never seen a, a lion chase down a gazelle, so I can't really talk. I can't speak to the process. Okay. Well, yeah. Ronald Acuna is not a lion. He's a human. Mm. He does well, some- metaphorically, he could be a lion. He's yeah. a beast. Yeah. He is, That's he why is a beast. if you go back to the Chris Paddock interview that is deleted, off the internet uh <laughs> we interviewed him and spoke about his lion's tattoo on his tattoo. left forearm here if you're watching on the youtube page uh and it's facing like if he had his arm relaxed down to his side it would be upside down it's because when he has his glove up he has the lion facing the batter because the lion fears no other species it's the king of the jungle Ronald Acuna Jr. King of the Jungle. Get it? Do you get it? Are you Ronald following Joey, or are you just no? Fucking, I don't. I just you think don't it's follow. A, it's a funny tattoo. What? What? No, I don't follow. So you don't think that Ronald Acuna Jr. is is the king of the jungle in Atlanta? He's the king of Atlanta. He's the king of the world, but he gets injured a lot. It is. So you think Matt Olson's a pussy? Is what you just said? Matt Olson. I didn't say it, that. Or that's what it sounded it. like. That's kind of what I you just said. Yeah, he's not the king of Atlanta. He's so. Is there? Let me ask you this: Is there a? Uh, is there? Who who is who is going to be somebody that is going to have to shoulder this load if it's Ronald Acuna that's going to be nicked up and banged up and dinged up here and there? Like consistently, do you or actually, you know what? Before we get to that, let me ask you: Do you think that this is going to be something that consistently hampers Ronald Acuna Jr.? Is this something that constantly, like, is is it the is, is it going to be a man? He it was going to be so great, but he was just he was always hurt. 
Bro, I don't know. I don't know anything about injuries. I don't know if this this could be one day, two days, three days, and he can never. Bro, are you a doctor again. or not? I'm not a doctor. I'm just saying, like, <clears throat> who needs to step up with Ronald gone? I mean, it, I think Adam Duvall has not played well. It's fair. That's someone who needs to step up. I mean, yeah. they have Jock. It's hard to watch Jock Peterson turn into Babe Ruth. Oh, we'll get there. We'll get there after. And then we kept one, uh, two, three. Eddie Rosario. Four. Eddie mm-hmm. Rosario. Needs to step up. He's not playing. He, mm-hmm. I was looking at his stats today. He played 15 games, has the worst war in MLB well, right isn't, now. Isn't he hurt right now? Yeah, he's hurt. He had an eye thing, so he couldn't see. He yeah. Had, okay, that so makes sense. guy some slack. Jesus. I'm, you're, you're just crushing. You see this fucking guy's offensive numbers? Rosario's like, no, actually, I literally haven't seen them. I can't fucking see. I yeah, had to go to the up. doctor. Wow! Yeah, wow! Fine. I'm not just crushing cr- him, dude. I'm you, doing a, are. I'm doing a fan graphs. I'm doing. You just fan called him a blind ass bitch. How else could that be interpreted? Yeah. Uh, he's not a bitch. He's not. He is blind, but he's not a bitch. He he beat me up easily. <laughs> mm-hmm. He beat he us all blind. up. Probably he's a savage. <laughs> he he's a blind. he's a Atlanta legend, postseason hero. He's a all right. Well, the cut the guys some slack, <laughs> Nick. I can't see. You. I'm doing a baseball savant, a fan graphs, a freaking you know interesting tidbit. How someone could have. Only play 15 games and have by far the worst war is pretty interesting. Historically yeah. bad numbers. Slow start. Slow start. Yes, yeah, slow start. He got off slow. <laughs> the point being, Ronald's going to be fine. I do mm-hmm. worry that he gets hurt a lot. That's not good. Mm-hmm. But fuck it, you know? I don't, but fuck I, it. I'm worried that he comes back and they don't, and he doesn't steal. And those days know, are maybe, gone. Those days are gone. Ronald being Stealing? Ronald like like a 40-40 season. Gone. He's like on pace for 40-40 almost. Like he's on like, pace what's for good, 40 like, steals this year. I, I, man, I, I'm, I'm, saying, I'm saying that because I really want it to happen. But I'm saying that I think just out of frustration and aggravation because Mike Trout could be that kind of player. And we're never going to see that. We're never mm. going to see that. Mm. But they're they're sacrificing, you know, that type of season to keep him healthy because, you know, maybe on the way to a 40-40 season, you miss a few games here and there that you wouldn't miss if you're not on the base path just churning it up. Yeah, I mean, you say that, but he's was missed a whole year, almost a year with a with a ACL, came back immediately, got hurt, and he didn't is this, stop stealing. Is this hamstring on the same side as the ACL? Is it the same like? I don't know. Damn it, Joseph. I'm yeah, you not sure. Know gotta know that, bro. You gotta sure. know your players. Well, gotta know their bodies. I forgot to text them. I'll text them. Yeah. But. Hit them up. <clears throat> uh, on this episode of Baseball is Dead, we have a, a lot of different topics that we want to get into here. Uh, among them, the list of most hated players based on negative tweets. And some wow. of the names might surprise you. Uh, Joey Votto teasing his retirement. We got Josh Donaldson making a statement. Uh, the aforementioned Jock Peterson. The Yankees bit by a little bit of an injury bug here. Uh, we're going to talk it. some Bryce Harper. The biggest disappointment in baseball so far, Joey Votto beefing with the Cubs, the Phillies. We're going to blow Paul Goldschmidt. I'm sure the Dallas is going to take the lead on that fellatio act. Um, and Go some other me. shit. There's a lot more shit. There's a lot more shit in there. Uh, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Dallas pick the first topic. Where do you, where do you want to where do you want to lead this thing off with? Uh, well, you know what? Let's start with are the last place Mariners the biggest disappointment in baseball <laughs> so far? So I I was just gonna simply ask 
because I, I did a I did a segment with DraftKings on Tuesday, and I was asked, "What's the biggest surprise of the season so far?" My response was somewhere along the lines of, "I feel like the biggest surprises have all been negative, like." I, a lot of like there hasn't been like obviously we have like the Quan breakout early. Taylor Ward is still fucking hitting the shit out of the baseball. Like those are nice surprises, but from a team perspective, there haven't been like the Pirates aren't in first place right now. Uh, no, no, the, the D backs are not in first place right now. But nope. for the biggest surprises, I feel like it's who's been surprisingly bad. And I was curious both of your thoughts on the Seattle Mariners being the biggest surprise because they as of <laughs> Last night, after losing, mm. after losing again to the mm-hmm. green and gold, mm-hmm. the Seattle That's Mariners have solidified sole possession of last place in the American League West. Is that in your mind, Dallas? Take, take off your green and gold uh, uh, little jumpsuit that you have on right now. Mm-hmm. Is that the biggest surprise in baseball? Uh, not, that, not that the Mariners were supposed to win the AL West this year. Obviously, the Angels are much better. The Astros are the Astros. Uh, the Texas Rangers made a lot of additions in the offseason, but the Seattle Mariners being in last place and we're a week away from June, that's surprising to me. Oh, uh, yes. It's, it's surprising. Look, it, what sucks is you're not getting the production from places that you absolutely had to have it now. And what I mean is Jared Kelnick. We've been banging the drum on Kelnick standing for him to get to the big leagues. Why are we holding him back? Unbelievable that the front office would be forthright and talking about the manipulation of his service time, blah, 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 blah. Well, it's almost like Kelnick has given them every reason to, if they wanted to, go, see, told you so. Told you he needed time. Told you. Because he's now down in AAA for the second time after supposed to be, after supposing to be a guy who, when he showed up, it was like, well, not only is he never going back, like this dude's about to turn some heads. This dude is about to really show out. That obviously hasn't happened. Injuries. They just got Kyle Lewis back. Just got him back game two and game three of the Oakland series. Just saw him play in back-to-back days. Day-night turnaround. Night-day turnaround, excuse me. So, And, and he actually got a couple knocks. Um but they're just not help Mitch Haniger. He's been hurt. Is that enough to make them in last place though? I mean, it, it is <laughs> Jared, it is when you have zero like consistent offense. But what's 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 crazy is they hit the home run. They do. They hit the long ball. <clears throat> J Rod show. I think you had uh, it, back-to-back homers <clears throat> a couple days yes, ago. Yeah. Oppo, Oppo shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. JP Crawford and Ty France are like two of the best players right now. Yeah, Ty Ty France. In the league. I'm going to tell you right now, like whether you like American League, National League, like if you like baseball, you like Ty France. It's a dude, I I like watching him hit. I love watching him hit. Just his setup, just the way he handles the bat. I love watching Ty France in the box. It's a lot of fun. And he is, I mean, fuck, he's hitting 330, I, I believe, like an OPS around 900, if I'm not mistaken. Like the dude, the dude's been raking, raking. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, they're just the 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 injuries and the like because they've got some guys in the bullpen that are fucking nasty. Diego Castillo's gross. Paul Seawald gross. Yeah, I don't know. It's a tough scene. They need to be, <clears> tough they need for, to be fired up. But, but I tell you, like, needs- and this this isn't. You know, I'm not trying to like redirect to to the Oakland A's again here. Oh boy! But the series coming up against the Texas Rangers, the fact that Marcus Simeon does not have a home run, and it's Still. almost going. It's going to be June. That's bad. Marcus Simeon. June. Uh, by the way, no injuries to report of. Marcus Simeon has had 178 plate appearances, zero home runs, eight doubles. He's hitting 185 with a 488 OPS. This is coming off of a 39 double, 45 home run season last year. Um, The Texas Rangers are paying Marcus Simeon $25 million this year. 26 next year, 26 the year after, 26 the year after, 26 the year after, 26 the year after, and then $20 million in 2028 when he is 37 years old. Damn. Yeah, I mean, he's half of the middle infield that was damn near paid half a billion dollars. A billy. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, well, so when you talk about surprises... And the fact that some of them are struggles. Yes, you're right. Like, I hate, I hate, I hate that it's Marcus Simeon that is having that kind of a season, year one of his big deal. Because mm-hmm. I know how much it means to him to, like, quote unquote, live up to shit. He just, he's that kind of guy, like the stand up dude in the community who, when nobody's watching, is just always consistently doing the right thing, like doing more than he ne- ever needs to be doing. Mm-hmm. Cause that's just who he is. Uh, like I, I know that this grinds on him. Yeah. Do you think that that's part of it? Like the longer it yes. goes, the harder it becomes for sure. That's how it is because like that, that's where you really start to get into questioning. Like what's going on around you. Is it something I'm doing something I'm not doing? You know, it's, it's, it's terrible because have you, you talked you, to him at all? You feel like you don't have the answers. I have not talked to him. Hmm. It's one of those things where, like, you don't even reach out. Really, like, I'll see you when you come into town. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel that. <clears throat> I mean, there's definitely been <clears throat> players that um, we've had relationships with that when they're struggling, I'm just like, I, I don't know what to say. Like, you don't want to hear from me. Uh, like, there's nothing I can say that's going to make you feel better. No. Um, but yeah, well, I would it's, say it's that's, a long year. That's the thing too. Is is and I know like the, the immediate response to that is, well, it's fucking June. It's going to be June. Well, yeah, you're right. It is going to be June. And so it's an awfully slow start, but it's always about how you finish. And the numbers, I, I want to believe, well, look, probably going to be down maybe from what you expected off to such a slow start, but you, you like to think that water eventually finds its level. Yeah. I don't think he's going to hit 40 this year. He'd have there's to go still beast mode. He would have to go be. I mean, there's already. I think it's already like a quarter through the season. People say it's June, not even. Mm. But mm. it's tough to rebound from that and put he up could the hit, numbers. I mean, set. if he hits ten a month from here on out, he could forty homers. 
<laughs> There's still time on the clock. So are you saying yeah. Marcus Simeon has been the biggest disappointment or is it the Seattle Mariners? And are we narrowing it down to those two? Because, I mean, I'm looking across here. The fucking Red Sox being 10 and a half back is a pretty big disappointment. Three games under 500. The Toronto Blue Jays, who everyone had in the World Series, they have a negative seven run differential. They're three games above 500. They're in third place in the American League yeah. East. The Chicago White Sox being a game over 500, that's a pretty big disappointment. The Detroit Tigers, 15 and 28. The Detroit that's Tigers bad. are 15 and 28. I don't think that no one here picked them to win the Central, but I think we uh, across the board thought that yeah. they'd be better than a, a, a 350 winning percentage team. Um, the Again, Phillies, I hate to do. Th- I hate to do. I hate to do it to Marcus, but it's. Like when you when you when you're making that money and you're put into that situation, like he was, you know, these guys are supposed to be him and Seager are supposed to be part of a a, a lineup that was supposed to make shit a lot different for the Texas Rangers in this division. Sure, um, the Philadelphia Phillies have been a pretty big disappointment to start the year. The Atlanta Braves coming off a World Series title, two games under 500, a negative 10 run differential, pretty big disappointment. Um, and then that, that pretty much cuts it. And it, from a team perspective, I, I would single out those teams, the Blue Jays, the Red Sox, the White Sox, the Tigers, uh, the Mariners, Braves, Phillies. That's it. But, um, I would say in terms of the excitement that was built last year in Seattle, uh, getting that close, basically going into the final weekend of the season with, if things worked out, the Seattle Mariners were going back to the postseason, ending the longest postseason drought in professional sports, not just baseball, professional sports. It's been a long time, 2001, the last time that they were in October, and they were right there on the doorstep. They go out and get Robbie Ray, <clears throat> Joey. Robbie Best, Ray uh, has struggled. Pitcher. Robbie Ray has struggled. Regression Ray. I don't know. It's, hey, uh, easy. I'm not saying. I'm not saying, but I'm kind of saying. Like I, if like Ro- Robbie Ray single handedly could not have uh, turned the Mariners' season around. No, he could have helped a little bit, sure. Uh, but he hasn't been the Cy Young form Robbie Ray with Seattle nope. to start his Check tenure the there. Peripherals. Check the peripherals. ERA north of four and a half. <laughs> He's got the he's the best strikeout pitcher I, of all I'm, time. I'm, I, I'm curious about the list of most hated baseball players based on negative tweets. I want to okay. get to that. Let's yeah, let's get, get into that. that. Let's get into that. But first, but first, did you know, Dallas? No. That the DraftKings <laughs> Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. Oh no, I knew that. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah, a lot of people do know that. Uh, but new customers, they can bet just five dollars on any team to win and get $150 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during MLB season. With DraftKings, same game parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets, like which team will win, how many bases will be stolen, total runs, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. All you have to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app Use the promo code Jared, J-A-R-E-D. Bet just $5 and get $150 in free bets no matter what happens on the field. That is promo code Jared at DraftKings Sportsbook. J-A-R-E-D. 
an official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. MLB trademarks used with permission. Um, okay, so let me let me click back to the screen here. Uh, did either of you look at the fucking list? Did either of you cheat? You cheat, no. Dallas? No, I do no. I have no idea where to even. It's a yes or no? I, yeah, that's true. I trust you. Yeah, you're you're internet inept, Joey. Did you cheat? <laughs> I did not. Okay. I scrolled past it and was tempted, but I did not. <clears throat> All right, that's where honor. Is this, where was this at? I'm not telling you. This is honor no. and integrity. The 2022 most hated MLB players based on negative tweets since opening day. That's the time frame. We're talking just <laughs> since opening day. This is only based in 2022. Uh, let me ask you guys both. Who do you think is the most hated player in baseball based on Trevor, that time frame? Trevor Bauer. Easily. No. <laughs> no. It's not him. He's not even top three. He's one, two, three, four, five, sixth. Trevor Six. Bauer is sixth. Wow. Yeah. I felt, I felt like that was just going to be an easy, <laughs> like, slam dunk. Mm. Yeah. I don't trust this data at all, but if it's <laughs> yeah, not him, not, yeah. it's not him. Oh, man. I don't know. This is just based on negative tweets. I bet like Aaron Hicks is up there. <laughs> yeah, like, do you like? Is it is it somebody? I mean, could, could it be just a vocal minority that are getting this that are that are getting this done? Like, or I guess it's not a vocal minority if it's it's by a pretty large margin. Like Garrett Cole is the last one on this list, <clears throat> and there's like twenty names here. I bet I bet Joey Gallo and Aaron Hicks probably get a lot of mean tweets. I see that shit all the time just from yankees people some of these names will surprise you yeah like they're like mike trout is on this list <laughs> the see what fuck? i mean like come on this is not a real list mike trout is eighth is freddie freeman on this list <laughs> yes he's yeah. j- just below shohei otani i mean it's come Ch- on shohei <laughs> yeah that's what it's i said ch- i saw shohei's name on there and i was like what the fuck like you're who the hell who on planet Earth is tweeting negative things about Shohei Otani? Like, where are right. these people? And and if you are, like, what is wrong with you? What are you angry at? <clears throat> this, I'll, I'll give you a hint. Uh, this, the most hated player based on negative tweets, makes sense, but he has not committed a crime. <laughs> like, some <laughs> of the top People on here, it's like, oh yeah, you you hate them for actual oh, crimes. So uh, like, there's like domestic it, violence people on there. Um, oh. oh, so yeah, so Marcelo Zuna. Um, well, uh, Chapman is up there. Yeah, so I was about to guess him, but no, Odubel Herrera. Who's tweeting about Odubel Herrera? <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's like you're hating the human being, not the baseball player. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah, they, I mean this is obviously who it is. I mean, like you can't. No one's hating you for being bad. I guess for the most part, like people. He's a he's a good player. He's a very good player. To my knowledge, has no criminal history. Aaron Judge, but, but people hate. But people hate him uh, for baseball things. It's not Aaron Judge. Manny Machado. Manny Machado. Is the yeah, most gotcha. hated player in baseball at number one. 
Uh, number two also makes a lot of sense. Jose Altuve. Number three, Carlos I feel, like, I feel like he's come down a little bit. I feel like he was maybe number one for a while. Bryce Harper. Oh. Number four makes no sense. Max Scherzer. Who the fuck hates Max Scherzer? Yeah, that's ridiculous. Like, Even I like him. And he's yeah, like Mets. Dodger. Like, Such misplaced anger. Yeah, Dodger fans obviously don't hate him. Nationals fans don't hate him. Tigers fit like it would only be like former teams where it's like, yeah, fuck that guy. He left like they don't hate him. Who the fuck hates him? Carlos Correa is like neck and neck with Scherzer, which doesn't make sense. Then Trevor Bauer, then Aroldis Chapman, then Mike Trout, then Ronald Acuna Jr. Who the fuck hates Ronald Acuna Jr.? <laughs> See this list. This is mm-mm. I want to know. So like the, the negative sentiment tweets, the example is, quote, I hate Bryce Harper. So that could be right after he just dropped a fucking yeah. mega bomb. Sure. Late in the game, crush yeah. your team. So, yeah, like it's, it's all data. it's all subjective. Yeah, yeah. We should we should all make our top ten list. Ten players we hate the most. Publish mm. them all. Yeah, the whole episode. <laughs> I don't even know that I hate ten players. No, Colin McHugh. <laughs> Colin McHugh. Yeah, Jared. I yeah, Jared, like, hate Colin McHugh. I don't hate a player like J- Jared. Yeah, Jared has hate in his heart for multiple players. I mean, Pablo Sandoval is not in baseball anymore. He's like playing in like a Mexican league. Killing <clears> I hate numbers. Colin McHugh. Yeah, you hate Pablo, you hate Colin, you hate Correa. <laughs> I don't hate Correa as much anymore. He still owes me an apology, um, and he should pay me off as well. I want financial compensation for emotional distress. Other than that, who do I hate? I don't really hate anybody. I hate oh, I hate Aroldis Chapman and I hate Garrett Cole. Yeah. <laughs> so that's it's four. Quite a few people. That's not really. I, mean, I can't. I can't get a top ten. Anybody. I can't get a top ten. McHugh. <laughs> McHugh. Cole Chapman. Korea. A little. I don't less. hate him. I don't hate <laughs> him. You said as much. I said I strongly dislike him. I don't hate him. Oh wow! Now it's gone. From, okay. All right. Yeah, I don't hate what him really. Fuck? I think he's a fucking loser, but I don't hate him. (laughs) I don't hate him. So soft. So soft. You're soft. You're soft. You fucking, like, we're ready to give him a sponge bath in the Astros clubhouse. (laughs) What do you... Yeah. Hey, it's business. Yeah. It's It's business. You're... Yes, yes, Mr. Correa. Yes. Did I miss a spot, Mr. Correa? Mr. Correa. Here we go. Just fucking rubbing him down. Here Which, by go. the way, he ended up on the fucking injured list from getting a massage at one point. Um, True. Hey, you know, I'm just saying, <laughs> I don't think I could fill out a top 10. I couldn't. I don't feel that well, strongly about it. It's a good thing. It's yeah, a good thing. Bregman's on the list. Tatis. Who the fuck hates Tatis? Unless you're like a Padres fan that's angry that he, he got hurt on a motorcycle. Jesse Winker. Who the fuck hates Mookie Betts? Stan, Vladdy, Baez. These are all like See, the most popular are- players in the game. Right. These are all people that have just been wronged by their performances. Yeah. Muncie that have had their heart broken. Yeah. I feel like these are all just like your own fans being like, what the fuck, Muncie? What the fuck, Trevor Story? No, I'm out on the list. Yeah. This list is like Garrett Cole being that far down. Like I alone, my tweets alone should push Garrett Cole to the top five at least. (laughs) Yeah. Like how Max Scherzer is fourth and Garrett Cole is like 20th. Does not make a lick of sense. I'm gonna make my own list, dude. I know yeah, make who your the own most list. hated players are. 
Yeah, you, you should know, do Bauer. a Foles. It's Machado. It's probably Josh Donaldson right now. Yep. Yep. Altuve. It's Garrett Cole, Altuve, and then all the Astros. Yeah. Everyone hates Garrett Cole. Who the fuck? <laughs> yeah. If you polled baseball fans and said, who do you hate more? Ronald Acuna Jr. <laughs> or Garrett Cole? You think you think it's overwhelmingly Ronald Acuna Jr.? No. Yeah, and it's also unfair if you play for the Yankees because half of your fan base hates you just because you're alive. Because yeah. you're not an, uh, an MVP yet. And then it's everyone a bar else graph hates you because you're on too. the Yankees. This is a, this is a bar graph. <laughs> and Weird. the Garrett Cole bar is significantly smaller than the Mike Trout, Ronald Acuna Jr., Jacob deGrom bar. Who the fuck hates Jacob deGrom? Me? <laughs> this list is bullshit. I'm off this list. It's a bullshit list. I'm it's a bad list. list. It's a bad list. I, I don't agree with it. I think the data is, is inaccurate. No. <clears throat> Somebody let in- their three-year-old fill out this list. What three-year-olds are out there being like, you know who sucks? Vladimir Guerrero Jr. I don't know. Some very hate-filled three-year-olds. Yeah. It's but I want to know, what, what, can, can we talk about this? What, what, Joey Votto teasing retirement? Yeah, I don't know what that tweet was all about. Um, what, what, so someone at, a, someone at hit- Fangraphs. This felt like more of a troll tweet because I feel like Joey Votto is into that now. Like he's new to social media, but he's very good at it already, which leads me to believe that he he had burners and was just like waiting in the shadows for his time to to come out and be like, I have a blue check account now and I'm actually Joey Votto on here. Uh, but someone over at Fangraphs wrote a blog <clears throat> titled, Is this the end for Joey Votto? Joey Votto shared the article. And his caption to the tweet said, five months to go. Enjoy the show. That could just be the season. I mean, that I mean, I read that. I never thought, oh, he's retiring. The blog, the blog says, is this the end for Joey Votto? And he said, five months to go. Enjoy the show. I got five months to take these numbers and shove them up your fucking ass. That's what. Yeah, (laughs) there you do. Just hit bombs. By the way, Joey Votto under contract I mean, next year he is for a free twenty-five agent. million. I was going to say he's a free agent in twenty twenty-four. Yeah, he has a he has a club option for twenty million in twenty twenty-four with a seven million dollar buyout. Um, that would be would that be weird if if the Reds bought him out? I feel like you almost, if he, if he wants to play in twenty twenty-four, you think the Reds are really going to buy him out for seven million instead of just giving him twenty million to do a, a retirement season? Yes. No. Do you think the that Reds they would buy him out? Yes. The Reds? Yeah. The Cincinnati Reds? <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. But wouldn't they are, have already traded him by now if they wanted to? They've traded everybody but him, which is kind of sad, but because you want to see him on a winning team. Does he have, but it feels like one of those things no where they keep, they keep him from every. But the, oh, he does? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's one of those things where. They're going to be like, they can sleep at night if they don't trade Joey Votto away. They can sleep at night if the business decision is to just say, no, sorry, Joey, here's $7 million. We're not going to retain you. 
you you can feel good about parting ways under those circumstances mm-hmm. if you're the Reds. Well, what do you think? Get, do you think? Go on. What are you saying? Well, no, I was going to say I think you're you're aware of the backlash that you've already received as an organization. You're aware of the thoughts and the feelings of the fan base. Doing something like that would be yeah. completely tone deaf, right? Yeah, yeah. Not I mean, to say he, they he's, wouldn't. He's their attraction. Right. Like, that's it. They they're a terrible baseball team, but you buy a ticket to come see Joey Votto. The like, home of Otto. Yeah, he's been there forever. And if you're a dad, you want to take your kid to the game. It's like, yeah, like I want you to, like you may not be old enough to appreciate this yet, but I want you to someday be able to say like you got to see Joey Votto play baseball. And I'm going to say this. This isn't uh, like he very well may be playing for the next few years, and that's fine. Typically, guys don't start to open up to the social media stuff, though. <laughs> Until, until the, the end. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Just, I could see that. Like, it's, it's, I don't think it's like a, I don't think it's the sign of a farewell tour, but I think it's more like, I know I'm at the end of the road here. Let me have, like, I've, I've focused, I've been driven, I put in the work, and I put up the, in my opinion, and I'm, I don't know what you guys agree. Hall, hall of Famer? Fame. Yeah. I think he's a Hall of Famer. I think he's a top 10 first baseman of all time. Um, but yeah, I think he's probably just trying to smell the roses and actually enjoy himself now instead of, you know, I could see social media being a distraction for a player that either It's an outlet. It's an outlet because he knows what the season holds in front of him. Yeah. Right? Like he he knows what's up. Like guy's been going at it for quite a while. Yeah. 15 I mean, 16 social years media can be a thing that like when you first come up, it's a distraction. When you sign a brand new contract and you're 29 years old, uh you can let the negative tweets get to you if if you're not performing like a Marcus Simeon. Um, but if you're Joey Votto and you've established your legacy, like if Joey Votto hits 230 with a 610 OPS for the next three years, like let's just say hypothetically they pick up the, tw- the 24 option, the rest of this year, next year, and the year after he hits fucking 210 with a 600 OPS, he does not damage his legacy. It's just like, hey, you fucking emptied the tank, dude. Like it's the end of the road. It happens. Well- and they're not looking at him going, you know what? You, you want to know why this happened? Because this fucking TikTok. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's why. Mm-hmm. No, no, that's not why. <laughs> that's In not Boston, why. It's they would say that, though. It's because Joey Votto is 38 years old yeah. and has an awful lot of black ink all over his baseball reference page. Mm-hmm. And the dude, like, at some point in time, the game passes you up. Mm. Well, he was a uh, freaking MVP candidate last year. Banged all year. I think he still has a lot left. Well, I I, I wonder if the if the Reds, well, as good as he's been his whole career, look at that contract and say, "Ah, oh, we shouldn't have done that," just because how cheap and just shit they've been. Yeah. Well, it's it's not about Joey. It's have they been able to supplement Joey Votto? Yeah, I mean, they probably look because they're so cheap. Like, oh, we paid him all this money. We can't give any more contracts out. I mean, they haven't signed anybody else but him that I can remember. Well, I mean, Joey Votto is, he's, yeah, future Hall of Fame candidate. You got to have support around you. You can't, it can't be a one-man show. No. But. 
<clears throat> I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, let, let's be real. Like it, it's just been one of those things. And this is how, this is how it works for teams. You have cornerstone players like that. And sometimes you just don't have either enough supporting cast around him, or you don't have enough on the other side of the ball. And like performances just don't line up. I mean, to think of what that lineup looked like with the Eugenio Suarez and a Jesse Winker involved with the Joey Votto there. Now you're like, oh shit! Like this lineup, this lineup's a little tasty. Mm, not anymore. Not so much. Even mm. when they had Ken Griffey Jr., they couldn't win. Is that crazy? <laughs> he played with Ken Griffey Jr. Mm. This guy's old. He's old. He's still f- trying to fucking fight people. Yeah, he is. He is. What is that? Fucking Rossi was Rossi was fired up. Uh, Cubs manager, former Red Sox World Series champion and World Series champion with the Chicago Cubs. Atlanta Braves great, David Ross. Two-time Atlanta Braves great, David Ross. Um, who was it that got hit? Patrick Wisdom. I think Wisdom took one off the forearm. Uh, Votto had been hit earlier. Rossi came out. And by the way, I don't know who the umpire was that Rossi was John with. But if you read the lips, he said, go fuck yourself. Get the fuck out of here to Rossi. <laughs> he said that because I think I think uh, I think Rossi was saying, go fuck yourself. And the umpire was like, no, you go fuck yourself. Get the fuck out of here. What a clip. We got to pull it. that. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, you, I, hot I think if if uh, you couldn't hear it, but it was very clearly what they were saying. Uh, I think if you're a manager, you have to respect and appreciate an umpire that's willing to give it back to you the same way that you gave it to them, no? Well, in in the context of things, like if you understand that it's, you know, you're at the end of the argument and we're beyond getting anything answered and it's just mm-hmm. like, you know, we're throwing barbs here. Yeah, you get yours in for sure. But if, and that's the thing is, if there's a legitimate question here and it might even be kind of obvious that the umpire is in the wrong. Mm-hmm. You hate to hear it at that point in time because the way you sort of show respect there, the way you sort of like get, get the acknowledgement is by not saying some shit like that. But if we're already beyond the exchange and we've said our piece, we have an understanding and, and now you're just firing off. Well, yeah, now I'm going to fire back too. So, yeah, you got to appreciate somebody who's just like, oh, yeah, well, fuck me. Well, fuck you, too. Let's just say, let's say hypothetically, um, who's the most respected manager in baseball right now? Is it Buck Showalter? Uh, Yeah, I would say he's low on Buck, Dusty, Dusty, Uh, Dusty, but Dusty's not going to Dusty's not going to fire off like that. I don't think Francona, Francona, Francona gets hot. Um. I, I'm trying to think Madden of like someone gets older. Hot. Who? Madden. Madden. Yeah. But Madden, yeah, he's more loosey-goosey than like a Bruce Bochy or someone like that. Um, so let's just say hypothetically it's Buck Showalter. And <laughs> he's going out there to argue with an umpire. And Buck Showalter says to this, let's say it's Dan Bellino, go fuck yourself. Is, he, is Buck Showalter a guy that you don't say go fuck yourself back to? Because I don't know the history between Maybe. these two guys. Like David Ross <laughs> was a catcher, so he's got relationships with. Like he was squatting right in front of some of these guys that he's going out there and motherfucking. So 
maybe there's some of that history there where it's like, yeah, like, I, like maybe Rossi got ejected in the past. I'm sure that they would have dug that up by now, though. It's been 24 hours or more. Um, but yeah, there's some of that where, where you have, uh, where is, um, where's Brad Osmus now? What dog is he with the Oakland? He's with us, buddy. Yeah. I mean, like there's, there's plenty of catchers that are in dugouts right now that I'm sure have relationships with some of these umpires that maybe they feel like they have a little bit of a longer leash because they have history. They've, they've worked alongside each other. Well, you talk the shit, but I mean, this is, like I said, it's all, it's all about context. Like in what situation am i firing that arrow to an umpire am i telling an umpire you know what go fuck yourself at that <laughs> point in time we're probably beyond any reasoning you're already out of the game by that point you're not yeah. getting ejected oh, after that you've already sure. been ejected if you're saying go fuck yourself or, or whatever response you're getting like i'm not gonna sorry we're not gonna take a look at it we're not gonna take a look at it like no no that's not that, that's not low that's not low whatever, whatever the response might be if it's if it's a combative response that's when the the manager might just be fed up with how things are going. Like if it's a balls and strikes thing and you've been in his ear for fucking three innings, four innings, right? And now it's a crucial spot in the game and your guy gets rung up and now your guy's out there, John, and you run out there as a manager to protect your guy from getting thrown out because you're like, fuck it, I'll, I'll go before this guy goes. We need him. He's going to be coming up in another two innings, three innings here. I, I'm going to need his at bat. And that's when you're out there running your mouth and the umpire is telling you, you've been, you've been on me all night. Oh, it's been fine. It's been fine. Oh, it's been fine. You know what? Go fuck yourself. It has not been <laughs> fine. You just, oh yeah, go fuck me. You're out of here. Go fuck yourself. Okay. All right. Go fuck me. Well, you know mm. what? It's fuck you. <laughs> it's fuck me. <laughs> you've been fucking us all night. So mm -hmm. fuck you. <laughs> it's that's how that goes. <laughs> I know that I know that it'll obviously never happen. <clears throat> maybe, maybe in like thirty years, when all of the fans of today that that aren't crusty old people, um, they get into positions of power and decision making. I would I would pay extra to like have them mic'd up, and it's like, all right, yeah, you got to prove that you're like like seventeen years of age to to hear this, but like. <clears throat> They would never like, I guess they would never like let us in just for like privacy reasons. Like you don't want people hearing it. But even if it was like a, a show that was produced later yeah. on that you could edit, it's like, oh yeah, I don't want, I want, I don't want to hear, uh, you know, <laughs> you someone dropping a hard C in there. You can't, um, you, you, yeah. <laughs> but it's just that type of stuff. Like that, that Noah Syndergaard video from the, the Chase Utley slide, that is one of like the greatest pieces of baseball footage maybe of all time like the asses in the jackpot that video is yeah. one of the great because like you just never you never hear it unless it's a hot mic it was almost like it was fully produced and released yeah. by mlb advanced media like here you go here's what it sounds like uncensored you're in the huddle of like a, a hot manager umpire player situation uh this is what it's like and it was fascinating billions of views yeah easily and they they have old videos old clips of that like earl weaver is yeah. mic'd up yeah sort of there's like 10 videos of lasorda just in like the 60s mm-hmm uh, all yeah. shit earl yeah <laughs> <laughs> shove it up your ass earl <laughs> yeah i mean earl weaver 
Uh, who has the record? Is it Bobby Cox for most ejections all time? Is it Bobby Cox? Yeah, yeah. Bobby Cox. Yeah, he's been ejected more times uh, than you I can love, even imagine. I love the Tommy. I think it's in a... Uh, I think it's in the play. It's in it's in the World Series, where he's uh, <laughs> the umpire's coming in. He's like, "All right, come on, Tommy, you got to make a decision." Wait, I know I got to make a decision. It's an important decision. <laughs> and he's like, "What do you What do you want me to do?" I'm thinking about it. Whether or not I want to, I take him out or I want to leave him in, or do I want him? All right, I'm going to take him in. Bring him in, or do I yeah. want to take him out? You know what? <laughs> I'm taking him in. <laughs> I'm taking him in. <laughs> It's just fucking classic, yeah. classic. Like, like that's a baseball character. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, the, yeah. like those are like that's a dude who, like, people in Hollywood when they when they figured out who who Tommy Lasorda was, it's like fuck. We none of us could think about drawing this guy up. Like mm. nobody could come up with this guy. Mm-hmm. Like you you can't. No, you can't. Like you can't draw that dude up. They just don't make him like that anymore. It's too, no, it's too you are polished. Not, it's too no. uniformed. Like no, the Tommy uh, Lasorda's of the world. Oh, man. Yeah. They're all in the minors. People, yeah, well, there are way too many people that get offended by the time he ever gets a job in the big leagues. <laughs> no, uh, all those guys are in the minors, dude. They're still doing that. Just fucking like Wally Backman. Mm-hmm. The, the clips of him. that yeah, The army crawler. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, Wally Backman all time. He got blackballed. Oh, yeah. yeah, they didn't. They didn't want him in baseball no more. But he well, you can't uh, army crawl behind the pitcher's mound. And that, wasn't him. that wasn't. Oh, that him. wasn't him. That was. You uh, remember that character? Yeah, that was a doctor. Braves guy, minor league Braves guy. Get him on the podcast. I forgot who, what his name is. There's like a there's a manager who still does the minors who has like the record for most freakouts, and who goes on for like ten minutes. <laughs> That's a hell of a record, a minor league ejection record. (laughs) He takes his shoes off, throws them, punts them, takes some bases out. He's done the bases like six times. Takes it out, just starts chucking it. I mean, after a certain point in time, we just got to call it a day, don't we? (laughs) Earl Weaver came just shy of 100 ejections. He's at 96. Oh. Uh, Bobby Cox, the king of ejections. 125. 162. 162. Good God. That's a season. season's worth of ejections. <laughs> He's missed an entire season's worth of baseball. <laughs> he, he, I bet you once once you get to like 150, if you're Bobby Cox, you got to be like, I kind of want to hit 162 and then just draw it right there. Just to be able to say like I got ejected for an entire season over yeah. a 20. How many years did he manage? Like 30 years? It fucking thousand, forever. thousand years. <laughs> But you know, there was like the what when he was like one away from breaking the record was like this is it. There's a guy waiting in the Guinness this before records was there. They're giving him his yeah. Plaque. Do you like tip your cap if you get ejected? He managed. I need I need for- a montage of every one of his. You're out of here. You're out of here. You're out. You're gone. He go. I don't go, Bobby. <laughs> I remember when he broke the record. It was like a standing ovation. Like they put it on the scoreboard. It was like he did it. He did it. He managed from 1978 to 2010. Damn. I mean, how long has La Russa been? I years? feel like La Russa was, that was like La Russa's first year, wasn't it? 78, something like that. 79. Yeah. 30, is, is, that, is my math right? 32 years? That's a fucking long time. He went from 78 to 81 with the Braves, 82 to 85 with the Blue Jays. So he took five years off 
and went 1990 to 2010 with the Braves again. <coughs> what, what a run. What a run. Two-time World Series champ, four-time manager of the year, got his number retired with the Atlanta Braves. Yeah. How many, uh, how many managers have their number retired by teams? Yeah, not many. Yeah, not many. Not many. You got to be kind of off. This is off topic, and it's not on the. uh, It's not on the rundown. Did you see that Marilyn Monroe documentary on Netflix? No, Joey. No, have not. It's on my list. I think we got to cancel Joe DiMaggio. (laughs) Whoa! Mm -hmm. Hey, bro. Hey, easy. That's what I'm saying. Hey, what what happened? Hey, I don't want to. I don't want to cancel Joe DiMaggio, but. What, are, we what have are you to. doing right now? The, uh, <laughs> in that Marilyn Monroe documentary, you know the famous. Well, did, did he not hold a door open? Or I mean, let's not get crazy here. <laughs> did, a lot worse you, than that, Dallas. Do you know the, the famous Marilyn Monroe movie scene where she's in New York City and standing on like the the, the subway grate, the grate? And like yeah, and it yeah, blows and the up wind dress. blows her skirt up. Yeah, she was married to Joe DiMaggio at the time, and old yeah, Joe was, did was, did not like that scene. Took her back to the hotel, and he. Had a stern talking to? Mm-hmm. No, he, 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 he Chuck got- Nux. Mm-hmm. They, they said like the makeup team had to like cover up bruises on her shoulders and stuff. Yeah. Amen. He couldn't, he could not handle uh, Marilyn being like the sex symbol of America. She wasn't playing the game the right way. She was not, she was yeah. disrespecting the game. That was, they, they got divorced. Wow. I mean, she, she married like three times. Yeah. Joe D canceled. All those fuckers are canceled. Are you kidding? Every single one of those guys is canceled. (laughs) Yeah. Mickey Mantle was getting fucking blowjobs in the dugout and shit. Yeah. You ever read that letter that he wrote? (laughs) Yeah. He should probably take that up with security. Like, that's, you know, that's. Yeah. (laughs) Mickey Mantle with both knees blown out, just getting getting a fucking humdinger in in the the clubhouse. (laughs) What, no, what in happened? The dugout. In the Joey dugout. Just said dugout. It's like, man, hey, hey. you're on deck. I can't. She's on my dick. <laughs> like, what? No, that's not. It, uh, we in should the dugout. You. We should re- find that letter and read it right now. There's, there's no chance. <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> he Joey, wrote a letter. You can't they, just not go in the dugout. Shit like this. <laughs> Yo, get the letter. The letter is the funniest thing you'll ever read. Yeah, he's they like, like in, they invited like, him back for a kiss. For he's like, I'm not kissing no cocksucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 listen. I just <laughs> hold. Mickey Mantle is not what. Mickey Mantle in the dugout. Yeah, it wasn't you didn't the know dugout. Yeah, I thought you were joking. <laughs> um, Mickey Mantle blowjob. I don't. I hope a video doesn't come up. That'd be <laughs> that'd be startling. <laughs> um, the Yankees like invited him back to something, or there was some invitation that he didn't want to go to. Uh-huh. So yeah. he wrote a letter back to them, or they asked him what was his most memorable time playing for the Yankees. He was like pissed at them, so he wrote yeah. like this detailed letter reminder, getting sucked off. Hubs wrote this. Just a quick reminder that Mickey Mantle was quite possibly, quite possibly the most savage human being to ever walk the earth. Here's the letter. Yeah. Um, dear Mickey, as you probably know, 1973 marks the 50th anniversary of Yankee Stadium. We were going to have a season long golden anniversary celebration we hope to mark the occasion on our old timers day saturday august 11th as well as individual time dates during the season we thought it would be interesting to learn from you what you consider your outstanding event at yankee stadium in many cases the answer is obvious but because we are writing a large number of your former teammates we are asking you to answer this question for us 
1973 will be the final season at Yankee Stadium as we know it. <laughs> we, we will be located at Shea in 1974 and 75, while Yankee Stadium is completely rebuilt and reopened in 1976. Thank you for your cooperation. We are looking forward to seeing you in 1973 and wish you a happy holiday season. And then he wrote back, <laughs> I got a blowjob under the right field bleachers by the Yankee bullpen. It was about the third of the fourth inning. I had pulled a groin and couldn't fuck at the time. She was a very nice girl and asked me what to do with the cum after I came in her mouth. I said, I don't, I said, don't ask me. I'm no cocksucker. <laughs> Signed, Mickey Mantle. Okay. That is very, I, that is very different <laughs> than getting a blowjob in the dugout. Like, you, you, like, I mean, it's pretty close. No, not really at all. Not really at all. <laughs> in in the right field bleachers by the bullpen. Under the bleachers. Like, gentlemen, things like that go down far more often than, than the, the general public is privy to. Okay? Let's go. I'll Drop say names. that much. And, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. You got to understand the visual I had. Like, Mickey Mantle dugout like a couple teammates to his left and then there's just this young lady in between his legs like there's fucking national television cameras going on and it's like oh you know top of the third nobody out we got mickey in the hole it looks like he's got his looks like he's got his dick in in a hole actually right now we take a closer look here like what, what no that's not fucking happening that's why when you said dugout like i have this insane visual of like <laughs> come on what a great okay. line i said don't ask me i'm no cocksucker <laughs> they don't make them like they used to boys <laughs> they really don't Jeez, I mean, legends he, he wrote it he wrote this hand wrote this and signed his name and sent it back to the yankees <laughs> yeah that's the, 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 that right there is fucking top tier that is <laughs> the mech. Zero fucks given. That that's uh I I we talked about that on the old show. <clears throat> um one of my favorite books was a Mickey Mantle book. Um was it the The Last Boy? Yeah, it's one that's got the picture of him like on crutches in the middle of the book with all of the uh, I've seen a bunch of different covers for that book. Mickey All the injuries highlighted. Mickey Mantle. The last boy. Uh, no, it's just a picture. It's Jane Levy. It's just a picture of the Mick on the cover. Oh. Yeah. You're a baseball fan. It's sad, uh, but probably my favorite non-Red Sox baseball book. Let me check it out. Well, that was a nice little journey off the timeline. Uh, Josh Donaldson released a statement today. Uh, basically, I mean, the moral of that is that he apologized to Jackie Robinson's family for kind of like dragging them into this. I'm sure they probably didn't want fucking reporters reaching out to them being like, what the fuck is this? Right. Like, why, why are you contacting us about what, what, what <clears throat> we think about this? Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, with with the Donaldson situation, <clears throat> I still think that there's like a little bit of context missing, but he gets the one game suspension. Um, and the way that MLB kind of worded it, because what we talked about in the last episode was if he gets a suspension, doesn't that kind of confirm that they think it was racist? Uh, we've heard Tony La Russa say that it's racist. Joe Kelly, I believe, also said it was racist. 
Um, what I found interesting in the fallout was Liam Hendricks. And we talked about how he said, you know, oh, it's bullshit, whatever. But he kind of expanded because they were former teammates in Toronto. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. And Liam was like, yeah, like I, I asked around, like before I said anything publicly, I asked around in every clubhouse that he's ever been in. And he doesn't have a lot of like, you know, teammates that were big fans of his, which was to me, like, I'm not going to say like that I would know better, but that's kind of like not the representation that I thought existed. Like I didn't, like I never, it never came back to me that Josh Donaldson was, was like a not popular guy in the clubhouse in Minnesota. I get it <clears throat> because last year was when Donaldson was like, I have all the spin rate data. I have all the videos catching guys using sticky shit. And then I'm sure that there were pitchers on the twins that were like, bro, what the fuck? Like you're going to expose the league. You're, like we, you're going to expose us to your own teammates. And he, I don't think he gave a fuck because I think he was pretty fed up at that point of having to step into the batter's box and, and face uh, these these dudes blowing 99, but they were using spider tack and making it even more impossible to hit. So I get if he was not super popular in the Twins clubhouse, but it wasn't my impression that he wasn't popular in Toronto or Oakland. And Toronto was the team that he shared a clubhouse with Liam Hendricks. So it would seem that that's the case. You yeah, think well, I think, know. I, I, I think the context too that was missing is kind of what Liam Hendricks was talking about, right? Whether or not this was a quote unquote inside joke, because just the very phrase there implies that we are on some sort of terms that, you know, there a, a comical back and forth, a comical exchange would would land safely, would be okay. And if you're just not on those kind of terms with somebody to make a statement like that. You can understand why it would be received the way it was received. So I think that's the context that you and I, Jared, last time were were talking about. Like we had the well, same reaction as Aaron Judge, basically, where it was like, I don't think that he was trying to be racist, but it was ill advised to um to say it in that moment. Right. Yeah. I mean, look look, I, I it's just one of those situations where you, it, the league has done what they've done in terms of suspension, in terms of punishment, one game. Um, I said last week that I felt like if this was going to be dragged out and blah, 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 then they needed to really take this opportunity to, to try to further the understanding of why things like this don't have a place in the game, whether you're joking or not joking, like, and if they feel like everything has been satisfied and both parties are in a position to move on, then who are you, I, or anyone else to continue to try to make it a thing? Yeah. Did you see what Tim Anderson said yesterday? I did not. He was saying that Donaldson said that in 2019. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Tim was like, don't fucking say that. Like, don't even talk to me. Yeah. So that's that's the context that I'm talking about is is it was addressed. Tim Anderson said, Yeah, like we're good. We don't need to we don't need to have that exchange. We don't need to have that conversation. So then for it to be said again, you can understand why it was deemed inappropriate. You can understand why it fell 
the way it fell with Tim. Yeah. Well, um, hopefully everyone can just move on from it. I think uh, I would imagine Josh doesn't feel great about it. Uh, It was... I don't know. It, it was it was a very weird situation. I, again, like I've said before, I think it was stupid to to say that, knowing that hey, he's not a huge fan of you right now. Um, but it is it is uh again unfortunate that like Jackie Robinson's family is probably like what the f- like why why are we getting hit up by reporters now because of this right like what the what the fuck is going on where we're being asked questions about. Jackie Robinson, uh, for any reason other than being the human being and the impactful dude he was for the game of baseball. So, yeah, to, to your point about it, if everybody's good with it, if everybody's in a spot where you can move on, then, okay, move on. Who are we to drag anything out? But if, uh, yeah, I, I do feel like there was an opportunity here to to really kind of help, you know, help matters especially in the game and but but you know what if it's just not the time or if it's not not as big as as it could have been then all good i, I guess even better yeah <clears throat> um all right jock peterson i mean i think Stay the hot. big the big part of this story that's getting overlooked or not talked about enough is he talked to Barry Bonds before that game. He had well, a conversation said, with Barry and then goes out there and hits three bombs. And in addition to hitting three homers, had the game tying knock in the ninth inning in a game that the Giants would go on to walk off and then follow that up with another bomb the, the next day, which was yesterday. He said it was probably the most important and impactful hitting conversation he's ever had. So what was it like? He told him what? Cycle to use or something? Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> I'm just messing around. Joseph. Chalk is clean. You know, Jesus. some things you just don't bring up that kind of stuff around ball players. That's just <laughs> bad form by me. That's a sensitive issue in the community. With steroids, and I apologize. Jock. That, that's that's what it takes. Or sometimes that's all it can take is to have a conversation with somebody that something just Unlocks. Oh, you know how incredible that is. <laughs> like, what do you think? Like, did he give any public details about what the conversation was? Like, how do you just be like, hey, so you just go up there and you just fucking crush homers into the San Francisco <laughs> Bay, McCovey's go. <laughs> like, that's all you got to do. And then Jock was like, you're right, Perry. That is all you got to do. And he just goes up there and waffles three homers. I mean, sometimes it's just a matter of. Whether it's terminology or you know uh, a certain cue, or just looking at things from a different perspective, because sometimes when you're in a funk or things aren't going well, you you're just so paralyzed by your own analysis of what you're not doing correctly, and you're trying to put a puzzle together, and you feel like as much as you want, you got a 200 piece puzzle and you only got 199 pieces. Sometimes it feels like you only got 190. Like, fuck, I don't even have the corners to this thing. I have no idea what's going on. You feel completely lost And a conversation can result in like digging through the couch cushions and finding those missing pieces of the puzzle. 
And now you're like, oh, wow, boom, there it is. Wow, thank you. It just took somebody coming along to help you to like kind of redirect you. Like, oh, oh, shit, okay. Give you some different perspective. Yeah, and I think Jock was already fucking, I mean, what is his, he's killing it this year, right? He's killing it. (laughs) Yeah, he was. Uh, I don't know that he's like, let me see. He's been hurt, but I think he's fucking bomb after bomb. Jock's a beast. Which is funny because doesn't Barry Bonds have like a kind of a reputation when he was in Miami of being like a bad hitting coach, at least according to who was that? David Sampson, like the GM president of the Marlins was like worst hitting coach I ever had. <laughs> Buddy, I'm not what? listening to a single solitary front office member over the players that I know who have worked with Barry, players that I know who have played with Barry. Yeah, no, I'm all. I'm. He's got I'm a good, good reputation for that. Like he's a good people. Yeah, nine thirty six OPS for Jock. Beast. Yeah, and Yelich said the same shit about him. That he was like, he like credits Barry Bonds for like him breaking out. Yeah, and that's 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 the thing, and like, <clears throat> it's funny because, like, when we talked to you, I mean, when we first were talking to Yelly, and because because that was one of the conversations we had with Yelly at the very beginning of our like our friendship relationship. Because I was working out at UCLA and Yelly was out there at UCLA with Barry, out there with Dexter Fowler, and so out there with fucking Giancarlo Stanton. So all those dudes are out there in the cage with Barry out at UCLA, grinding around. And like you talk to them and they're like, yeah, what's great is he can speak to you like the Hall of Famer that he is and just be like, why can't you be good? Like, just be better than you are. (laughs) But then he also understands, like, I, I know you can't just do that. So here's me breaking down my process. Here's yeah. my outlook on things. Here's yeah. how I got into position to hit the ball in different places. Yeah, Yelly, Yelly and Barry are still close from what I understand. And then he told us that story <clears throat> about when, <laughs> when Yelich won the MVP in 2018 and Barry called him up to congratulate him. He's like, you know, congratulations, amazing season, blah, blah, blah. Christian Yelich, thank you very much. Like, it's an honor. And then Barry's like, let me know when you get seven, bitch, and hung up. <laughs> so good. So good. <laughs> but see, when you got a dude like that who is uh, on that level, but also gets it to that extent, like, you're going to listen when that dude pulls you aside or just starts talking hitting. You're gonna you're gonna open up, yeah, yeah. And he was raised by a major leaguer and Willie Mays. Come on, yeah, that Willie doesn't Mays hurt. Is his fucking Godfather, Jesus, yeah, doesn't hurt. Yeah, uh, <laughs> the Yankees have been bitten by the injury bug a little bit here. Uh, Stanton is on the injured list. It says right calf strain, but I want to say that uh, Aaron Boone corrected it and said it was like ankle inflammation. Uh, Jonathan Loisica, right shoulder inflammation. Chapman goes on the injured list with left Achilles tendonitis. Uh, Donaldson, Higashioka, and Gallo were on the COVID IL. Chad Green getting clipped. Uh, for TJ, so they've had their they've had their struggles. They're now in it, and I know that uh, who was it? Was it Judge or Stan? I think it might have been. No, I think it might have been Cole. 
yeah, I think it was Cole after his last start against Baltimore where he gave up five earned runs. Um, he was talking about, you know, like every team has their struggles and needs to face adversity and and this is ours. You know, maybe we turn it around tomorrow, maybe we turn it around next week, but you know, we'll turn it around and they will. I mean, it's like those are a lot of names that are on that list. Those what are very do you mean? talented. Turn, turn what around? The Yankees have the most wins in fucking baseball. That's what I'm saying though, but they they like hit a little skid where they they lost three straight at the time. And it was right in oh. the midst of everyone kind of getting hurt. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, if, if losing three straight is the biggest adversity that you face in a single season, like they'll be all right. That's a nothing burger. Yeah. Everyone's like, I mean, even Cole said, like, no one feels bad for us. Like, yeah. No shit, dude. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, what? It's it, no one feels bad for him. And it's, it's nothing to worry about. Three fucking nah. bog. Come on. Nothing to worry about. They'll Especially with the Blue Jays struggling the way that they are. Like, hey. Red Sox can play all the good baseball they want. They may have dug a hole that they might not be able to get out of mm-hmm. if the Yankees totally. continue to play baseball the way they are. Like it's going to take rattling off a fifteen-game win streak. However, it could be not like a reverse. Done. It could be like a reverse fire of the boys situation with Donaldson. That could tear him apart and destroy him from the inside. Or what? You, what the the this. This whole this, incident, this whole controversy, where like you have a teammate where you can't you can't like publicly defend him or really even be on his side, really, you know. Yeah, the 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 one thing that's uh like, you know, I think he automatically just appeal the suspension, like out of I I, I don't know, uh, out of uh, your your ability to do so. It's one game. It's almost like yeah, it's probably going to stand. Just sew that one on and, and move along as to not be that distraction. But I don't see it I don't see it carrying over or or being a huge issue. Mm. Or Joe Kelly got in their heads. He could dismantle them from the inside. <laughs> from the inside. <laughs> I no. mean, I don't know what type of relationship, if any, Joe Kelly has with Aaron Hicks, but he was absolutely ruthless with not only picking him off. Oh, but they're just laughing base. at him, basically laughing at him and then saying what he said. And then he doubled down and went on some radio station, I think, and publicly told everyone what he said to Aaron Hicks after he picked him off. And he was like, Atta baby, you're a fucking stud out there. Like he was like taunting him. Oh, like, man. those are fun. And like Aaron Hicks was kind of just like looking up at the sky, like, God damn it. Like embarrassed at the moment. And obviously he hasn't been. <clears throat> performing well he hasn't been hitting well this year so in that spot you can't get picked off like you've been absolutely useless and then you got joe kelly just chirping your ear off i would like to think that maybe they they were friends or something if he's gonna absolutely <laughs> hammer him like that but even if even if i was friends it's with so someone good. and i picked them off i would do that to someone that i know is like yeah, all right you're still hitting fucking 290 with an 800 ops like i can <laughs> chirp you for picking you off this guy is having a hell of a year in the wrong direction and (laughs) you're just making him feel even worse when you have the entire Yankee stadium booing you for getting picked off and now I got Joe Kelly talking shit on top of that that's fucking great I had uh, (laughs) it's so good Kevin Franzen Kevin Franzen was with the Angels at the time and I I mean I love Franny Franny's my boy he's the best my dad loves him they fucking after one of the playoff games last year he was uh I don't know because he's he's doing the Phillies broadcast. I don't know why he would have been in Boston for the Astros series, but him and my dad like fucking hit it off. They were talking for like forty five minutes after the game. Yeah. 
Yeah, Franny's Franny's great. But uh, Fr- Franny comes up, and I mean, we're basically talking shit to each other the entire at bat. And he he gets a fucking hit, and it, it, the ball doesn't even leave the fucking infield. It's a fucking squibber over to oh, oh, like between first and second, just a an absolute fucking just a wet noodle. And he's over at first base, and I'm telling him, like after I get the ball back, I'm I'm yelling at him. I'm gonna pick you off. I'm going to pick you off. I'm gonna pick you off. And he's laughing. He's laughing. All right, motherfucker. Keep talking. <laughs> I get up on the mound. He took his lead, and you bet your ass. Snapped over there. Boom. Got him. <laughs> Did you Fucking really? See you. Picked him off. Oh, yeah. Fucking picked him off and just started dying laughing. <laughs> dying laughing on the mound. And the next day, they got him out there doing fucking early base running. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> No. Oh yeah! Shot. Oh yeah! Shot. <laughs> so uh, good. I yeah, thought that story was gonna go that you like fucking threw over to first and he just swiped second on you. Oh no chance! Come on. I mean, I will say this: <clears throat> Dallas does have uh, one of the better pickoff moves of like the last twenty years. Oh, I mean, pull it, Joey. Pull it up. Pull up me, fucking snap picking Derek Jeter. Oh, got you, you picked off Jeter. Yeah. Oh, it was great because how I, many career I pickoffs did you have? I I don't know. I, I know there's a lot of traffic, a lot of opportunity to pick guys off, but most of them ton of opportunity, second, a lot of a lot of well, damage. That's what I told Greg Smith because Greg Smith, when he was with us, uh, when we were teammates, uh, like we were talking about who would end up with more pickoffs at the end of the year. And, and I would tell him, it's like, Smitty, you have way more opportunities with runners over at first. My guy's either stop at second or just keep running <laughs> <laughs> nobody's stopping at first i feel like i feel like it doesn't on on baseball reference they don't keep track of pickoffs do they no i don't know I, they did I you'd be in the hall of fame dallas mm. <laughs> you'd be up there that that has to be one of the most embarrassing things to do on the baseball fields get picked off underrated yeah. embarrassing thing to happen and and i used to like like see this is where you got to talk to like you got to talk to the first baseman like Derek barton would be a lovely interview to ask about that kind of shit because i was not i, I was i was out there to embarrass you with the pickoff <laughs> move like i had a full routine that i would go through to the point where i would fuck with you and you would fall down or you would dive back to the bag. I'd have no ball in my hand. And I would show you that I have no ball in my hand. And then I would fake like I'm going to throw over to first. And guys would dive back. And, <laughs> and, and everybody, and this is, the, this is the best part, is people in the stands, they could see what was happening. And I was doing this in college. And they would fucking dive back. And people would laugh because I have no ball in my hand. And then I'd instantly boom. As soon as they're on the dirt... I engage the rubber, get my sign, and pitch. And countless times, I'm delivering a pitch with a guy either still laying on the dirt or like just getting up, dusting himself off, or like standing on first base. I can't tell you how many times I've delivered pitches with guys just fucking like clueless as to what's going on over at first base. Fucking clueless. Hmm. And so after I would fake over with no ball, then they see I have no ball in my hand. Well, I would step off the rubber again and put the ball in my hand. And they're going to get off. And now they see I have the ball in my hand. 
and I would just give them a, a little fake and they fucking dive back hard <laughs> again. And now I'm in the rubber again. And now they're going to jump off because they're pissed off now because they've just gotten embarrassed twice and I haven't picked over at all. So now they shuffle off quickly and I have them all timed up because hitters are fucking stupid. So they get out there and boom, boom, they take their two quick steps and then they're going to take one more big step. And I just wait for that one big step. And as soon as they lift that front foot, they're fucking done. <laughs> Fired over there. And you just watch them. You can watch their eyes get big and then start to track the ball to the uh, first baseman, knowing full well they don't have a foot to push off of. And they know they're <laughs> fucked. And they're just watching that ball go to first base like, well, that was fun. <laughs> that is I just got completely feeling. fucking embarrassed. <laughs> Yeah. Do you ever get uh when you're on the mound and uh you're doing pickoffs on the on the road and they're getting booed? Does that get in your head? Cause I, that would fuck with me. I would I would totally like I'll just pitch it. Sorry guys. No, no, absolutely. Sorry not. guys. No, <laughs> that's that's part of the whole like. See and like for me because I never very rarely would I pick off with the leg lift. I was like if I was gonna get you, which I was going to get you, it was with a snap move. If I ever went leg lift and, and deked you, you again, you were going to end up with your foot on first base. Like I picked, uh, I picked over one time against Andrew Jones. He did not leave the bag. He stood on the bag on first base. Like I came set, he was standing on first base. Wouldn't get off the bag. <laughs> Wanted no part of it. Little shit. We're gonna find. We're gonna make a compilation, Dallas Braden pickoff compilation. Did you Did you find the Jeter one, Joey? You got no. I looked up Dallas Braden pickoffs. I got nothing. Oh, you got what? I see. I see perfect games. A Rod beefs. Freaking! I see a fake pitch. A freaking. What is it? First pitch fake. There's got to be someone that listens to this podcast that works for the league or has access to like the digital archives. That would allow us to kind of get in there and, and get some Dallas highlights that maybe just aren't sitting on on the top results for YouTube. I'm telling you, we we ran the highlight of the play that I made in Tampa, diving for a ball off the mound, and players the next day came up and were like, "Bro, had had no idea, <laughs> had no idea." I was like, "You goddamn right." What the year? Don't fucking athlete? sleep. Don't sleep on it. Yeah, <clears throat> full blown athlete. Um. I want to give a little love to Bryce Harper. I mean, Bryce Harper, his- I had, it was only one dickhead, but I had one dickhead be like, bro, you don't need, because I was trying to, I started off my tweet with Bryce Harper has a torn UCL. Since April 27th, he's fifth in the majors in, in average, 377, second in slugging, 765, third in OPS, 1178, and second in extra base hits. And because I started the tweet with Bryce Harper as a torn UCL, yeah, the one dickhead being like, you don't need your UCL to hit, dude. Like, yeah, I know. That's because <laughs> he's doing it. But I can't imagine. I don't, I don't know this. Maybe you do, Dallas. If, if you have a torn UCL, like you can, that, that still hurts, right? Well, it's, it's all pressure sensitive. Like when so like you, if you throw, and, and, like it's in, it's in his right arm. So if he's throwing, that's going to hurt slash cause it to tear more. He can still swing, but I'm, I would imagine that there's still some sort of pain or discomfort in doing it. No, yeah, but like, so the idea is the pressure, the pressure that is applied to your fingertips 
when when gripping and releasing the baseball, that's the pressure that ends up engaging the tendons and that's the stuff that hurts. That's where the weakness is generated is you can't stabilize anything. So when you're not doing that, which he's not doing, and you got to think about his right hand as a right-handed or as a, as a left-handed hitter, like that's, that's on the bottom. That's his pull hand. Right. So it's not, it's not about like pressure off the fingertip per se. It's a completely different engagement, a muscle group. Well, either way, um, how do you think that this ends? Like eventually he's going to have to get that. He can't just DH the rest of his career. Eventually he's going to have to decide which year he wants to miss to repair that fucking elbow. They already did. Didn't they already do it? Didn't they already get a surgery? Do uh, something? He missed a couple of days because they did a procedure. What the yeah, fuck? PRP. They PRP, oh, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. What is that? Fucking stem cells? Yes. Platelet rich plasma injection. It's not Which stem hurts. cell. It kind of is. Basically is. Yeah. It, it hurts like a motherfucker from what I've been told. Um, you Did you have it done, Dallas? Yeah, I had it done. Yeah, I had it done. It didn't hurt that bad. Like, I've had other people <laughs> tell me that it hurt really bad, but I got it done. I, too. Fucking, I didn't even fucking feel shit. it. Yeah. Took that shit. No big yeah. deal. Stocked in 209, baby. No drugs. Three. Yeah. Did all my lunch break. I took bro. that shit raw dog. Played the next day through a fucking it, complete game against the Tampa Bay Rays. Is what it is. Yeah. Is what it is. Simple Boy, shit, dude. bro. Yeah. Stocking, baby. Simple shit. Yeah. It's where two, the, it's where the men are made of iron. Yeah. I got, a made of wood. I got a hot take for you. What is Ooh. it? <clears throat> you want to hear this hot take? Everyone, Bryce Harper is hurting the team by playing right now. Oh. Wow. Because that's how fucking bad they are in the outfield. Now that he can't play the outfield. I don't well, know Nick Castellanos not known for his defense. I mean, Shorber. that play against the Braves where Dansby Swanson was on first base, <laughs> attempts to steal. <clears throat> Real Muto fires one down a second base. Ball goes through two middle infielders and the center fielder to the wall. Dansby Swanson scores from first base on a stolen base attempt before maybe 30 seconds before, I believe it was Austin Riley hit a fucking moon bomb. Yeah. So, yeah, I it's I was going to actually we don't have the capability. We have the equipment. We do not at this time have the capability. I don't know how to fucking use this thing, but we're going to be able to like open up the voice lines like people can like call into the show. At some point, we're going to have to have a Phillies therapy session. We're just if you're a Phillies fan, call in, let it rip and we'll give you the stage. I feel like it's not even like a like a mocking like oh I feel bad for you like I genuinely I don't know how like I, I would say last night I probably got two dozen uh, Phillies fans saying that they they shut the game off like they can't watch like they're already at that point in May where they've had so many crushing defeats not just defeats but like kicking the balls defeats where yeah. they just have turned the game off and and I don't know what their intentions are it's a, it's a sickness being a baseball fan is a sickness they'll be back they will watch the Phillies again this year. But I can understand turning the game off halfway through being like, I can't do this shit tonight. Yeah, and it's way worse with what the Phillies are doing. And I don't actually think that Bryce Harper is hurting by playing, obviously. He's mm. their best hitter. Oh, you said it. I did say it. Well, I stand by it, but I don't believe it. But I do stand by it. Um, it's just that because they lose by defense and bullpen, which is the two ways. That's just the most frustrating way to lose. And I tweeted that and people were like, oh, we'll try liking the Mariners. But it's way worse to be the Phillies fan. Like two nights ago when they just fucking fucked up a 
Acuna fly ball. They got the lead. A heroic Bryce Harper put the team on his back. Two run bomb. I mean, I was I quit the season right there as a Brace mm-hmm. fan. Was like it's over. No, I'm not going to watch anymore. Then it's like you go to the bottom first first uh, hitter. I forgot what happened. Double Acuna pop up dropped it. They score tie game. Next hitter single game's over like that. And that's probably the fifth time that's happened in the last like two weeks to the Phils. Just a rough stretch right now. Just a little bit of a rough stretch. <laughs> yeah, the defense. Sorry, right. you can't lose. Like you feel like those kind of ball games, though. Like you, you, if they're going to happen, let them happen now. Where you still feel like there's enough meat on the bone to the, the teams that are experiencing struggles like that are just a, a hot streak away from forgetting all about moments like this. That's it. Yeah, just but a the seven are- game win streak away. But the Phillies are different because people have been saying this before the season started the past three years as well. Like, it's the bullpen and it's the defense. They suck. So, if you well, keep losing because of that, every other team, it's like, oh, I'll turn up. But yeah. the Phillies, it's like, we know. This is, always happens. Like, it's the team that you can't expect it to get any better. Yeah, it's, it's not an ideal situation right now for the Phillies. If you can't lock it down late in the ballgame – and you can't play defense, those are two things that absolutely have to happen to win baseball games. you got to take care of the baseball. Must oh. play catch. Breaking news, Dallas. <clears throat> oh? We might have an opportunity for you. This is from Mark Feinzend. Covers uh, Major League Baseball, I believe, for MLB.com. Uh, the Mets have announced that Daryl Strawberry will attend Old Timers Day on August 27th suiting up in a Mets uniform for the first time in 32 years. Due to his knee and shoulder issues, however, Strawberry said he will not play in the game. So he's, he's, he's weakened up for you, and we know where he's going to be and when he's going to be there. Uh, you have, I don't know, uh, May, June, July, August. You have three months almost on the dot to train and beat the fucking shit out of this guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know who I am now, Daryl? You <laughs> You have three months to train. Uh, that's great. Yeah, that's great. I can't. I, I do we? Uh, do the A's go to City Field? Do we? I, f- I feel like we do. Imagine if if the A's are playing that day. I feel oh. like what day is it? August twenty seventh. August twenty seventh. I don't. I mean, that would just be too perfect. <laughs> that would just be too perfect. Let me look at the schedule here. What would you See. do, Dallas, if you ran into Strawberry? Yeah. What would you say? Oh, I'm gonna. Oh, it's it's. We're gonna. Yeah, it's I'm on gonna site. Introduce myself. It's on site, bitch. Myself. It's the Rockies. <laughs> August 27th, Mets uh, Rockies. Okay. What would the yeah. vibes be like? Would it be like ah? Good. Dallas man, has a way, uh, and I've seen. I won't name any names, but Dallas has a way of letting you know that he fucking hates you while talking to you <laughs> kindly in a way. Um, <laughs> there's there's been some uh, there's been some showdowns where. <laughs> Like if if Dallas hits you with a my friend, he ain't your friend. <laughs> if he, instead of addressing you uh, by your name, he's like, "Hey Joey, you know I really like you." Blah blah blah. It's good to see you. If if Dallas is like, "Yes, my friend," and and let me let me just say this one thing here, my friend. If he hits you with the my friend, you should you should fucking get out of there. <laughs> That's a fact. Hey, you can get some uh, dirt on strawberry. What's that? You could get some dirt on strawberry. You got time to prepare. I feel like 
Dallas Strawberry has probably made his own dirt public by now. Like he's done like so, autobiographies yeah, and tell all. Yeah, let let Daryl enjoy strapping on the fucking pinstripes again, and that's good. Good for him. Yeah, uh, it is what it is. But that's just <clears throat> that's just a little Dallas inside info for you. <laughs> that's when you know it's about to it's about to be bad. Uh, a couple more things before we get out of here. Um, yeah, before we get out of here, this is what we need to talk about before we get we the fuck about? out of here. What are we talking about? Paul motherfucking Goldschmidt. Oh, yeah. That's who we need to be talking about. Paul yeah. motherfucking Goldschmidt. Yeah. Because the here, dude. Here are the, here are the numbers. Here are the numbers, oh, Dallas. Paul Goldschmidt in April, 282 with a 728 yeah. OPS. Not bad. Yeah, not bad. That's not Just bad. Not, not Goldie. Not, not this It's not Goldie. But 282, that's 728, that's not bad. We'll take that. Uh, no, but in the month of May, Dallas, in the month Heat of May. the fuck up. Turn it up. Paul Goldschmidt. It's 402 batting average. Mm. First in the National League. Mm-hmm. 462 on base. Mm-hmm. First in the National League. A 768 slug. Second in Major League Baseball, which I believe is second to <laughs> Bryce Harper. <clears throat> um in a 1231 OPS, second in Major League Baseball, 18 extra base hits, first in the major. Unbelievable. It's been unbelievable for Paul Goldschmidt. And I know that Nolan Arenado came out of the gate just in fuego. Super hot. That's great. They need that. But we're talking about Paul motherfucking Goldschmidt here. That's the work that he's done in May. That just May. Over the last 30 days, numbers look very similar. That's 98 at bat. Slashing 398, 455, 735 with an OPS north of 1100. He's got 12 doubles, 28 RBAs. 28 RBI in that span as well. This dude is, it's like we're getting vintage Goldie right now. The dude is a weapon he's bat to ball with power like this is a guy who easily if he gets hot you talk about carrying an offense this is a guy who could carry an offense this is a dude who could absolutely put a club on his back and say let's roll for the next month he could do that what about Nolan Arenado what about him? Uh, if they were like an MB- MVP race, are you putting your money on, on Goldie? Because, I mean, they basically flip-flopped months. Like, Nolan had an amazing April. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> now you've got the amazing May from Goldie here. Um, I actually... <laughs> I, I woke up to... Uh, it was an accidental text... Um, wait, hold on. May 1st to May 24th. Nolan Arenado. Yeah, he's had a tough May. 214 with a 697 OPS in May. And that's coming that's, off in April where he hit 375 with an 1125 OPS. That's not great. So they basically just flip flop. Yeah, yeah. Gold, Goldie, Goldie has done a phenomenal job this season of of cutting down the strikeout. 
like 18%, 19% strikeout rate, which is which is the lowest of his career, I, I would say, I think, by far, actually. Um, I'm trying to think of what else I was looking at for Goldie. It's just been fucking... I mean, it's just been, it's, it's, it's good to see because of, like you said, him and him and Nolan flip-flopping months. I don't want to say it was a cold start, but the things that get you kind of like, uh, cause what was it? Two years ago, we were having the conversation about Paul Goldschmidt and whether or not he just mm-hmm. two, three years ago, like can the guy hit 95 mile an hour fastballs anymore? Yeah. 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 Mm. I think that was 19. So yeah. So or a few 20. years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But question's been answered for quite a while go look at him go he's a beast you know who you're forgetting from the squad is tommy edmund leads the leads the team at war Mm. yeah tommy edmund has been special he has been special and i think i think the cardinals in general are like low-key one of the most just like exciting teams to watch like just the storylines with the old guys with the Uh boppers albert pools chasing 700 Mm-hmm. Still popping off, picks his spots, but when he gets his spots, he's having a good year. Yeah, when he plays, when St. He, Louis Cardinals mound. three and a half games back of my Milwaukee Brewers, <clears throat> but they Milwaukee. do lead the NL Central in run differential. Um, I actually had some Brewers fans be like, "When the hell are you going to start talking about the Brewers on Baseball Is Dead?" And uh, <clears throat> I mean, they've just been like <laughs> slow and steady. There haven't been any like major, major Brewers storylines this year. Um, well, Peralta get is like, yeah, bad injury. That's that's, that's a, a that's a storyline. Freddie Peralta yeah. going to be down. Yeah, so they're going to they're gonna Peralta. have to plug somebody in there. Going to have to plug somebody in there because mm-hmm. with the with the Redbirds starting to chirp a little, starting to yeah. chirp just a little. That was a that was a pretty exciting series, uh, Brewers Padres. That was a fun one. Those are two pretty evenly matched teams that would make for a fun postseason series. Uh, that series was in San Diego. Over the, uh, when was that? Was that over the weekend? That just happened. Yeah, it just happened. I can't remember if it was to Wrapped start the week. yesterday. Or was... mm. The Padres, today. man. I mean, dude, the fucking Padres are quietly, quietly keeping pace mm-hmm. with the Los Angeles Dodgers light a Fernando Tatis. Mm-hmm. They're a game and a half back, and uh, the San Diego Padres have the fifth best record in baseball. They have a better record than the Mets. There's a lot of love for the Mets, and there should be. The Mets are having a great year. That that was a tough series against San Francisco. Uh, you oh. know, coming all the way back. I know we <laughs> talked about like the Jock game as as itself, but we didn't talk about it from the Mets' perspective. Uh, they were losing what eight to two, mm-hmm. came back. Tied it, uh, back. took the lead. Edwin Diaz blows a save, walk off for the Giants. I mean, to come all the way back only to lose is devastating. And then to follow it up with a day game after a night game and get blown out of the water, yeah. that's, that's a tough back-to-back. <clears throat> um, but because of those back-to-back losses, actually, no, because the Padres have also lost two straight anyway. Um, but the Padres have a better winning percentage. They're tied in terms of games back but the Padres have the better winning percentage right now than the Mets. Then you have my Milwaukee Brewers, identical record with the San Diego Padres, uh, the Houston Astros, and the Doyers, and then the Yankees, the top spot. 
Mm. Um, I had this uh, this Mike Trout tweet from Evan Grant <clears throat> last night. Last night, Mike Trout went 0 for 4 with four strikeouts. Again? How many times has he done that in his career, do you think? Uh, I'm going to say four times. Joey? Three times. Mike Trout has played in 1,328 Major League games. And he has gone 0 for 4 with four strikeouts five times. And he's had a grand total of eight four strikeout games total. Oh, eight. Oh, four strikeout, not 0 for 4 with four strikeouts. Yeah, 0 for 4 with four strikeouts, five. Four strikeouts in general, eight. Eight. Yep. <clears throat> That's pretty not good. bad. You can make the case that Mike Trout's pretty good at baseball. <laughs> He's been all right. Yeah. I According to the though- study, everybody hates him, though. Oh, yeah, yeah dude. The guy- Imagine that. The game's <laughs> oh, best, yeah, the game's best player. Uh, is he in the top 10 of most hated players in baseball? Oh, he is so co- he's so cocky. Let's see. He is the that just that just take that one, that, two, that shows three, you four, five, the integrity in that list. There, he is the eighth most hated player in baseball Get according the to fuck this list. Out of here. Yeah, he's so annoying. Like uh, when he talks about the weather, uh, so bad, <laughs> so cringe. Uh, Mike Trout, like overrated. Uh, Juan Soto's on this list. Who the fuck hates? I don't know one person <laughs> that hates Juan Soto. Dude, what he I think did. like this list was designed to be hated. It was just like, let's take the most popular players and we'll put them on the most hated list and see what people mm-hmm. say about it. I yeah. bet they hate they, it. They just searched hate and typed in a name and were like, yeah. all right, this is what we got. Like, I, I bet you that like, like Max Scherzer is fourth on this list. They probably just, the, the algorithm probably picked up like, I hate that Max Scherzer is not on my team. <laughs> yeah, right. Max I hate Scherzer. that we did nothing to get Max Scherzer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hate Max Scherzer hates getting taken out early. Yeah. I mean, Carlos Correa being fifth, like every time that he hits a home run, I caption it, I fucking hate Carlos Correa. <laughs> that makes sense. <clears throat> there you go. But again, I don't hate him anymore. Yeah, right. Just a little. It, yeah. Just, I mean, I just strongly just like, I, the thing about Carlos Correa, it, it's, it's not that he did anything. It's just that I have had personal growth, Dallas. Well, that's a better way to look at it, I think. Yeah. Because I would hate to credit him for something that he doesn't deserve credit for. Sure. That's um, not how we roll. I want to give credit to Seeky. Because I'll be using it tomorrow night to go to Fenway Pack. Oh. You just got to your, brace yourself for an existential question. Has your butt been having enough fun lately and if not then it's time to start using SeatGeek. i'm actually torn because the celtics have a chance to clinch the conference finals and go to the nba finals tomorrow night but i but, haven't missed a red sox home friday in, in probably years. since like 2014 was the last in time i have in, in fucking years dude you kidding me kid Maybe I'll just go for BP and then then go head on over to the Celtics because I'm going to have a media pass for the for the Red Sox game. But if I, if I want to go to the Celtics game, I'm not going to use SeatGeek. Well, you should you should use SeatGeek. I, I tell you right now, I'm going to use SeatGeek. I've got a couple of friends uh, coming into town for this uh, 
for a series we got coming up here soon. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, just they've they've made it a special request. You talk about please and tushies that uh, SeatGeek is definitely the way to go. So mm-hmm. I'll be I'll be logging into SeatGeek. <laughs> yeah, you will. SeatGeek is so beloved by butts everywhere that they've made it the highest rated ticketing app. <clears throat> Whether it's concerts, baseball, basketball, football, festivals, or anything else, SeatGeek puts tickets from all over the web in one place to make buying simple. SeatGeek rates every ticket from 0 to 10 to make sure that you're getting a good deal. Green means good and red means bad. And you can get $20 off your first purchase with the promo code Jared. That is J-A-R-E-D. Draw SeatGeek. Dot com or on the SeatGeek app. That is promo code Jared for $20 off your first SeatGeek order. SeatGeek, get your seat in a seat and download the app today. <clears throat> um, there's one more thing I wanted to hit on, unless you guys had anything else before we get the fuck out of yeah, here. I just wanted to say this. Vlad yeah. Jr. hit his first extra base hit since May 5th. What last, the fuck? Or the, or the night before last. I, I saw some... Someone wrote a column. Uh, the title is something like, the, the book is finally out on Vladdy Jr. I didn't realize yeah. that he was struggling that hard. He's not. Yeah, it's... It's not been great. Holy shit. Hold on. Hold on. I just saw this. What? I don't know if this is breaking news. It's probably not breaking news. What is it? What the fuck? What? Ray Liotta? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That happened before we came on the air. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. R.I.P. Ray Liotta. Um, on April 25th, Vladdy was hitting 344 with a 1023 OPS. That was through the first 17 games of the season. Over the last 25 games in which the Toronto Blue Jays are 11 and 14, not good. Vladdy Jr. is hitting 209 with a 657 OPS. Two doubles, three homers, 10 runs driven in. Yeah. And you know what? uh, You know what I found interesting? Just taking a look at the way that Vladdy has been attacked. And the way that the game is evolving, because the the game is constantly evolving. Even when you feel like you're in a a certain state and you're like, all right, this is how things are done. This is how we're going about it. Nothing much is ever going to change here. That's not necessarily the case. We're in the era of high velocity fastballs. We're in the era of spin, spin at the top of the zone. We're in the era of tunneling where we can understand why guys have success because of their ability to tunnel or to release a multitude of pitches out of the same spot and have them travel as true as possible for as long as possible before they eventually end up breaking in their respective directions. Like this is the era that we are in right now. But while you're in that era, you're constantly trying to find a way to be able to survive if you don't do that one thing exceptionally well. So if you don't have the 98 that plays so well at the top of the strike zone off of a big hammer 12-6 type curveball, well, what's been one of the tried and true approaches? If I keep the ball low and if I can create sync, maybe more times than not, 
They hit the ball hard. Maybe they hit it hard on the ground. And if that's the case, I like that better than I like them hitting the ball hard in the air. Because hard in the air, that could be a homer. That could be worth one run. I don't fucking want that. He can hit it 110 miles an hour on the ground all he wants. He's going to have to run a long fucking way for it to be worth one. And that's what's been happening to Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Is they're done attacking him up at the top of the zone. They're done attacking him with the hard four-seam fastballs, the straight shit elevated. Why? Because he's hitting those pitches 500 fucking feet. He's hitting them into Nova Scotia. That's why. So they're done with that. They're now sinking the baseball more and more and more. Lower quadrants, keeping it away, down, pound down. So he's hitting the ball hard, but he's hitting the ball hard into the ground, into the ground at people. Mm-hmm. And that's the adjustment that's been made. So now this is the it, cat and mouse. Would it Does take Vlad that adjust? long for them to realize that? I feel like they should have done that last year. What's well, it's about whether or not somebody is going to adjust and whether or not you have the effective tools to adjust. Bye. It's one. Th- <coughs> Excuse God me. It's one bless thing- you. <laughs> Thank you. It's one thing for me to tell you that this is where we can get him out. It's another thing for you to have the ability to execute in those spots. Yeah. And if you don't and you're missing and you don't have the upper echelon horsepower to miss in those spots where Vlad is otherwise doing damage, you're, you're toast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I just kind of, I feel like I have a hard time believing that this is going to like last forever. And that this is like a hole that they found and that he's going to have to obviously make an adjustment. But no. don't you think they, there was times last year where they were, you know, like there's been enough time for people to have the book out. Well, well what's, what's going to be interesting? Well, yeah, but you have to start believing in the book. Yeah. And you have to start actually executing it. And that's where we talk about evolving and changing with the game where if you've got guys that are stubborn. Because I, I do believe if your strength, Joey, is that you can hit the high fastball and my strength is I've got 97 and I can spin it at the top of the zone. You want to know what I'm going to do? Spin it. At the top of the zone. Fuck you and your strength. This is what I do well. This is why I'm the big leaguer. So here you go. Chew on this. Well, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., for better or worse has been the guy that is telling everybody that has that attitude, I'm that dude they've been telling you about that's bigger and badder. I'm the one they've been telling you about where you think you can do it to everyone until you run into the one guy that you can't do it to. Vlad has been telling the league that he's that dude. And the league has said, well, you know what? It looks like you are that dude up there. Well, guess where you're not that dude? Down here. So this is where we're going to start living. We're done trying to prove a point. We're done getting our fucking lunch eaten, devoured. We're done with that. Because when you start swinging, the impact that you have on the rest of your lineup is, is too much. Everybody starts to believe they're you in that lineup. When you start doing you things, Vlad, fuck that. Going to sink it, make it move, work off the barrel, hit your 108-mile-an-hour ball right into the ground. 5-4-3, thanks for coming. Yeah, because I, I looked at his stack, his stack cast. It's like he's like 97 percentile everywhere. Like his- well, that's the thing people, and this can be a misconception for people. 
the ball, like when a ball gets topped off the bat, that's going to be hard. Mm-hmm. So exit velocity is high on ground balls because they're hit hard. They're topped and they're hit directly into the ground. Boom, boom. So while the exit velocity might be great in terms of a number, a greater number than average doesn't necessarily result in positive results as we're finding out with Vlad. So you can hit the ball 107, 108 miles an hour. That's fine. But if it's a two to three hopper to third base or to the shortstop, well, who, that's not doing anybody any good. Or that's not the Vlad that you've been used to, right? Yeah, and he's not going to beat it out. No, probably not. <laughs> but yeah, Faster I find it interesting because this is the evolution that has been occurring on the mound is the sinker slider cutter guys kind of fell by the wayside or weren't as popular when guys started running it up 98, 100 coming out of starting rolls and then spinning the curveball off that fastball, tunneling it out of that same spot. Now the guys who are sinking it and cutting it and creating intersections on both sides of the plate are guys that are becoming a little more valuable again. Because like, whoa, weird. These guys have started to transition to attacking the baseball at the top of the zone. So what do we do to combat that? Why don't we start sinking this baseball? Why don't we start cutting it? And maybe we don't generate the swing and miss, but we're getting weak contact or we're at least getting contact. That's not hard hit in the air, which can result in damage. Cause if I asked you right now to pick where you wanted Vladimir Guerrero Jr.'s 110-mile-an-hour exit velocity baseball to go, <laughs> ground or in the air, where do you want that thing to go? Right in the ground. Yeah, right in the ground. Which is interesting because you'd think that a pitcher who's throwing high heat up in the zone with the dead baseballs everyone's talking about, that would be rewarded more. But I guess what you're saying with the sinker coming back, it seems like kind of counterintuitive well what's what's funny is now it's almost like like in real time the hitters are trying to adjust to being attacked with spin at the top of the zone and in real time you're watching guys on the mound go all right well hey everybody it looks like they're starting to try to adjust to stuff at the top of the zone so Wink, wink, nod, nod. We're going to start sinking it and cutting it at the bottom. All right. Here we go. And you're watching two groups like kind of, you know, go in opposite directions again. So it's all about just trying to catch up and keep pace with one side. And unfortunately for the hitters, it will always be the hitters trying to catch up or readjust to how they're being attacked by the guys on the mound. The pitchers will never have to react to what hitters are doing. Until someone comes in with a fucking knuckleball. Well, until hitters until hitters start to <clears throat> cut their swings down. Until hitters start to get back to having a two-strike approach. Because there's, there's no difference in ways that guys are attacked now early in a count as opposed to late in a count. Doesn't have to be any nastier 1-2 than it was 1-1. One, because one. you're taking the same swing 1-2 that you were taking 1-1. One, one. So what does it matter? I don't have to be any nastier. Because I know your dumbass is not taking a fucking two-strike approach. <laughs> I've noticed that. You know what? I've noticed that in MLB The Show lately. A lot of fucking sinkers going on. A lot of sinkers. Mm. Sink it a low. A lot of sinkers. 
and I can't hit it, dude. I need some tough tips. to get Anyone? that cursor all the way down there, Joe. It's tough. And they throw them inside, dude. They trick you. They throw them inside. It's the new meta. I feel like they throw them inside. It looks looks great. Cuts in on the hands. Just fucking, I can't hit it. <laughs> it looks because it looked. You know, I don't know what it looks like in real life, but in the game, the sinker it looks like a change up, but it goes ninety five miles per hour. So you're waiting for it, and you're way late every time. And then it's on you. Yeah, well, like, it, that's that's the exploding. They talk about life in the zone or like extra gears exploding fastballs. That's the feeling at like 50 feet when you're facing it as a hitter, you're, you've seen it out of the hand, you're tracking it. And then all of a sudden at 50 feet, it like, yeah. it like shifts gears and just fucking explodes and takes off and ends up 14 more inches away from you and down. You're like, what the hell? It's fucking tough. And I've experienced it. It's like I'm facing Dallas Braden in the game. <laughs> that, mm. That's what it's like. <laughs> You'll survive. Uh, last thing here uh, Drew Jones Andrew Jones's son sometimes you just gotta let him know Carabas you gotta taste yourself here and there and uh, he's projected right to be the 1-1 the one, one in the draft yeah, yes yes top 3 pick easy Let's see. Uh, mock MLB draft 2022 um see what's mlb.com have dot com drew jones at number two oh that's a mistake Uh oh yeah he ain't having that jackson holiday the shortstop out of stillwater oklahoma high school at number one to the (laughs) orioles d-backs would get drew jones sorry jackson i've seen i mean there's i've seen plenty of mock drafts that have drew jones at number one but either way, who's got number <laughs> one pick? Orioles. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. There's. I'm scrolling here. There's 50 fucking million of these things. But anyways, he'll be a first rounder somewhere near the top. He tweeted yesterday, Wednesday. I'll post my stats for the culture. Five seventy, six seventy five. By the way, six seventy five is the on base. Uh, 1026 slug for a 1702 OPS, 65 hits, seven doubles, three triples, 13 homers, 39 RBI, 72 runs, 33 walks, only nine strikeouts, and 32 stolen bases. Uh, and he was also just, just, uh, just a flex. He was ten and one as a as a pitcher, <laughs> and he said, "I'd say I had a successful season." This is a decent year, yeah. It's all right. Decent year, no Rick Ankiel, but a decent year. <laughs> yeah, he's all right. I feel like there are probably like high schoolers who are like going to fucking some random college playing in Utah with like a nine hundred average, <laughs> though. To be honest, could be. I, I I am here for every bit of that. Like, I still want to watch a guy hit. Like, don't you think, I'm I'm just, it would be fun to watch a guy hit 500. (laughs) Like, to watch a season of a dude just like, I don't care what level. Like, it's probably just like, oh, fuck, again. (laughs) Like, every time this dude comes up, it's a double, it's a homer. Every time. Hmm. And if it's it's not a double or a homer, he's on first and he's stealing second and third. Like, the entertainment value is through the roof. 
through the roof with a oh, dude like sure. that. For Drew Jones, you see the clip of him getting shit on? Overrated. Oh, yeah, and then he just fucking pumps one out. Electric. Reminds me of Bryce back in the day. Got a little <clears throat> Bryce Harper down there. Drew Jones. Good for him. Fucking, that must be, that has to be like the most fun that you ever have is when you're, I mean, I can obviously speak to it as well. Like when you're playing against like a bunch of players that are just wildly inferior to your talent level. Did you go out there and hit 600? You're never going to do that again. He'll get drafted in the first round and he'll never sniff five something ever again. You never know. <laughs> Dude, what if he puts on some weight? Because everyone's saying Drew's a little skinny. He's he a little gets skinny. jacked. Yeah. He gets jacked, dude. That's slug. No. I mean, he's slugged over a thousand. I want I want to see a baseball player come in. I mean, feels like Shohei Otani is kind of doing it, but like the way Larry Bird talks about coming into the game at the NBA level. And, you know, just being curious as to whether or not he was going to be able to succeed at this level. And it took him <laughs> five games, three, four games, he said, somewhere three, four, five games to realize not only was I going to succeed at this level, like I was going to dominate <laughs> at this level. Like this was not going to be any fun for anybody who had to fuck with me on the court. That's I want true. to see that talent. Dude, like, I mean, God damn it. Give me Steve Nebraska. Is it too much to ask for? I yeah. mean, but how many major leaguers that came up from the minors and been like, oh, shit, this is easy, you know, like five home runs Zero. the first week. And then, no, but dude, I mean, what do you think Steve and Kwan the first week of the season? Trevor Story you, did that, remember? You think there's, yeah, do you think there's something in their mind is like, I might be the best player ever? Oh, I thought you meant the like where the performance has sustained. Like, no, yeah, uh, for yeah. sure. You come up and you have, yeah, you have a great day. You have a great debut. Well, that's something that you get joked about with like, oh, game's too easy, huh? Like AAA. She was she was harder in AAA. Those guys yeah. throw harder and have no idea where it's going. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, what, was it, what year was that? When Trevor, 2015, 16? 16? Yeah, maybe? like 16. Yeah. Just fucking Homer every other AB. Yeah, Trevor Story came up and immediately did what he did to the Seattle Mariners. My God. Mm. My God. AL player of the week, baby. Yeah, we, we, we caught a Seattle Mariners team that was just shell-shocked. Yeah, they... <laughs> Trevor Story weakened them. He loosened them up for you. Yeah. Like that Saving Private Ryan scene where it's a, it's a meme on the internet where just people are fucking disheveled, like no idea what's going on. Like, ah, just madness. That's what Trevor Story, like the- when Trevor Story got called up, <coughs> he hit two homers in his big league debut, homered the next day, homered the next day, hit two more in the fourth game. Didn't homer in the fifth game and then homered in the sixth game. So uh, six games into his big league career, he was hitting 333 with a 1468 OPS, seven home runs. He hit seven home runs in his first six big league games. He had nine hits and seven of them are homers. Bang a ring. (laughs) <laughs> the best example of that is Yasiel Puig because not only did he do that, it's like if he came from Cuba as a professional, so no one really knew. And then if you look at his stats in spring training in the minor leagues, a few games, like I didn't even play a lot, but it was like the same shit. I mean, he had OPS like 1,000 plus everywhere. 
came to the big leagues and immediately dicked him. Mm. He was going to be the GOAT. Still could be. Still could be. Still, Still time for Puig. <laughs> All right. Uh, any final thoughts, gentlemen? Nope. Paul Blackburn doing it again. That's oh all. Here we go. Just, all right. just another fucking one hit outing okay. for, for Polly Tickets. Yeah. How much does he pay you to fucking blow him at the end of the 2022 Cy Young, Paul Blackburn. Jesus Christ, dude. I was almost about to pick him, but I did not <laughs> fucking threaten it. Uh, any interesting series come up this weekend? We have uh, Yankees Rays. Marcus Simeon makes his way home back to Oakland, California. Nobody cares. Uh, Brewers Cardinals <laughs> would be cool. Um, Jays Angels. And that's yeah, two about teams. It. Dude, yeah. One team trying to get their shit together and the Jays. Angels trying to play. Uh, I, I don't know if it's play catch up, but they're trying to keep pace with and maybe mm. even close the gap on mm. the Houston Astros. Yeah. I guess Mets Phillies will be cool. I'm excited for that. Phillies hoping to be able to capture a lead and maybe keep it. Mm-hmm. Red Sox have a five game series with the Baltimore Orioles. Let's go. Ooh. Our teams are back. All our teams are back. What does that look like for the Red Sox though? Like, Probably four because out of five. Because the, the Orioles have notoriously played the Red Sox very hard. No, they haven't. Very hard. New. No. This could be a three and two situation for the O's. <laughs> yeah, you think so? I would hate. I mean, I don't know. Could the magic mm. have worn off against Seattle? Did you blow your load against Seattle? That's the question people are no, going to ask. No, they scored 16 fucking runs their first game against the White Sox. So, no. The answer is no. All right. Did you blow your load against the White Sox in that? In that no, that's the question. I think they had like ten answers. hits last night too. Um, yeah, no, the Red Sox are back. But whoa, I thought you were whoa, easy now. The Red clip Sox that. are back to. Uh, clip he said that. it. Red Sox are back. To, I didn't get the finish. I was stretching. No, the Red no, Sox are back no, no. to Fenway this weekend. No, no. <laughs> Red Sox no. are back to Fenway this weekend. No, um, the Red Sox the are back, boys. In a five Let's game. Go series wow wow it's good to have them back at home yeah good to have them back huh all right good to have them back at home so as of let's see what's today today is the 26th of may no 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 year of our good to have the red sox back in boston 2022 back at fenway park where they play all their home games that's where they play their best ball dallas i'm telling will middlebrooks no, 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 no. Red Sox are back at home. We heard it here. Here you heard no. it here first, folks. I'm, I won't. I'm say excited. That. I love to see the Red Sox back. I'm rooting they're for not, the Sox. They're not. I'm Don't rooting. say. I, love, I like the Sox. I like. I'm a fan of the Red Sox. You know they're what? My, it's probably something I'm going to have to talk about tonight <laughs> on the broadcast <laughs> <laughs> about them coming home. Just to be. I mean, like, hey, <laughs> Kype. I don't know, man. Kype. Red Sox been playing good baseball lately. Struggled a bit early. Um, but if you look at some of the numbers. They're back at home this weekend. Are the Red Sox back? <laughs> yeah, they get in uh, They get in tomorrow. Kipe's going to answer. Five gamer. So, Baltimore they Orioles. Might, they might be. Yep. I think they might be. Yep, 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 yep. All right. So well, that's, that's all I got. Shout out Paul Blackman. Yep. All right. <laughs> Do you have any other uh, obscure players you want to give a shout out to, Joey? Uh, 
yeah, dude. Who's that? Who was the first? Who's going number one in the draft? You said what was his name? I don't even remember. Well, shout out to him. Great shout season. out to him. I'm looking. He's gonna have a great Move career. Moving the needle. His name is uh, Jackson Holiday. Just a good guy, dude. He's humble. That's <laughs> a good guy. I dude. bet he doesn't even have a Twitter. He's just locked in from Oklahoma. Yeah. Good old boy. Yeah. 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 All right, uh, we'll see you on Monday. We're on. <laughs>